life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. Crystal. Say, can we do that? <laughs> yeah, we have to. This is a- Ooh. Yeah. Phone's not working. Oh, yeah. Darn it. Yeah, the phone. Sorry. That's that's always the case. I know. Well, yeah. I mean, Crystal, for you, yeah. But you know, the phone is 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 broken. There's some nice jackhammering going on. I was really excited about that earlier. I can't escape it. I'm going through so much construction at my house right now. Hmm. I go to Vegas, and they're doing more construction. That's nice. Did you <laughs> ask for a? Uh, Can I get a room you with have a, a view of the jackhammer? Room? Yeah. Oh yeah, we have a jackhammer room. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of people request it specifically, but good good news for you, it's open. <laughs> There's one old guy in the back going, I told you, I told you, jackhammer room would pay off. Uh, yeah. Everybody laughed at me in the meeting. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning in to Road Stories, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano, uh, coming to you from Vegas on the road. Um, I'm going to forgo all my announcements, uh, Facebook, iTunes, T-shirts, yada, 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 because we're pressed for time here today. Um, And I'm so excited to have this guest on. I am very excited. Um, I'm going to say, and I did a little research, but I'm going to say Letterman appearances. Am I going to go? I'm afraid I'm going to overshoot it. That'd be embarrassing. A <laughs> hundred and four. <laughs> um, two. <laughs> but but you know more than one. Right. No, that's good. So you know that's that's not bad. Yeah. What is, it's got to be close to thirty. Twenty five. Twenty five. Okay. So I was in the ballpark. But uh, which one was your favorite? Ah, uh, jeez. Um, <laughs> well, well, sixteen through eighteen. <laughs> the first, you know, obviously you're going to remember your first. Sure. And, sure. Uh, and then the last one I did, which was kind of a milestone, the 25th was a big thing. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he was kind enough to mention that it was the 25th. Oh, right. Okay, when he yeah. introduced me. Yeah, so yeah. Um, that was really cool. Oh, that's awesome. I don't think you've said my name yet. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> so how'd you get think started? People are listening, going, who is this guy talking to? They're Googling to? 25, letting them put, who is this guy? I don't know. It's a it's mystery It's a shame guest. we didn't read the slug as we downloaded it. <laughs> I don't want to tell you how to do your podcast, but I think you should mention who your guest is. Uh, of course, I'm talking to Brian Regan. Thank you so much for coming. Absolutely. I Thanks appreciate for... it. I know you don't do a lot of stuff in town here, so um, well, I do appreciate you coming over. Absolutely. Um, and I also appreciate you being so nice to me in Chicago. We hung out in Chicago in the green room at the improv. You and your brother were very nice. Well, uh, I saw that Dennis was being nice to you and I thought, uh, this guy must be important because Dennis isn't nice to a lot of people. <laughs> so I just took his lead. He's my older brother. Sure. And I'm like, if Dennis is being nice, I'm going to be nice. Um, I, I, boy, I respect that. You and your brother travel a lot together. My brother and I did construction one summer when I was in high school and we beat the crap out of each other on somebody's mm. front lawn. So any brother, you, the Cohen brothers, I respect <laughs> all you guys who can the work. The Smith brothers? Smith brothers, yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder what that was like, you know? <laughs> Getting together to come up with cough drop ideas. <laughs> After a while, you'd probably 
burn out, I would guess. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, Dennis and I, we like working together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people always are curious whether there's, you know, sibling rivalry or something like yeah, that. Yeah. But um, neither of us have enough energy or dedication to rise to the <laughs> level to actually have a rivalry. We do, we're just two complacent souls. Yeah. And um, we work together, you know, every now and then. But He's a headliner himself, sure. and uh, you know, so we don't work together as often as people might think. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm lucky to have him with me when he feels like joining in. Oh, that's great! <clears throat> He's actually going to be on my <coughs> podcast uh, when I get back into town, so I'm excited. Oh, to cool! Have him. He does his own podcast, and I had his partners on uh, Jimmy Schubert and Jackie Flynn, mm-hmm. but he was on the road with you, so I didn't have him. So I'll have him on with somebody else. Great! I'm looking forward to it. Is there like a like a podcast quid pro quo? kind of is it like a bartering thing like um if you do someone's podcast Mm -hmm. then they would kind of feel like well gee i have to do the other person's podcast this is the only reason i'm doing this is hoping that you will have a podcast and have (laughs) me on but i can't cash in because i don't have a podcast (laughs) well i'm just saying when you start one inevitably you will okay let's be honest everybody's doing it so uh you're originally you hail from miami right I do. Grew up, I uh, was born in Miami Beach. I don't know why I'm specifying that it was the beach area. That <laughs> <laughs> probably makes me seem a little cooler. No. Oh, wow. I thought he was from Miami, but he's from Miami Beach. <laughs> wow, okay. That explains why he's so groovy. <laughs> I was born in a hospital in Miami Beach. Uh, grew up in Miami with uh, my seven brothers and sisters and my mom and dad. Yes, that's where I hail from. All at the beach? Yes. Okay. We would go to the beach. Well, just like anybody that lives in a, a city could tell the same story. We, we didn't go to the beach until our relatives from the state of New York or Pennsylvania <laughs> right. would come down. And that's when we would go to the beach. What was the... I mean, did you get started there? Or, you know, you got started in college, right? Well, I was in college when I decided that I wanted to try it, but... Um, the first comedy club I performed in was in Fort Lauderdale. Oh. Called the Comic Strip. That's where my wife's from. Oh, really? Not at the beach, though. Wow. She was inland. That's cool. What what actual town? Because uh, there's a Plantation. little... Okay. There's it's a actually little... where uh, uh, Wayne Fetterman, do you know Wayne Fetterman? Yes, is I from? do. And um, Jeff Garland are actually from Plantation. Jeff Garland started at the Comic Strip as well. Oh, okay. We were friends years ago. Sure. Um, when we both, you know, were getting started and mm-hmm. then he skyrocketed <laughs> <laughs> to fame. And now when I walk by him, he doesn't even give me a second glance. <laughs> no, that's not true. He's a good guy. And, uh, but yeah, we both started at the comic strip. He used to do, um, these very silly, crazy characters. He would come in and do, uh, he had a guy called Mr. Fun. He'd get on stage and he would be <laughs> Mr. Fun. He would go on stage dressed as Fred Flintstone and do, you know, jokes from the perspective of Fred Flintstone. <laughs> oh, really? oh man, I used to love his uh his approach. It was just so silly and oh, so awesome. bizarre. And um yeah, and then it was after that that he went on and did the second city stuff and sure. then, you know, but yeah, he was a lot of fun. Well, that's cool. Was there much traveling back then for well, because when I think of Florida comp, there, there's you three, there's my wife and Tom Petty. That's the only thing I really know about <laughs> Florida it. at this point. Um, and certain members of Skinnerd. 
Oh, are they from Florida? I think some of them from Gainesville. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I don't know anything Georgia. about music, so okay. I would be bluffing if I. You know, I could have put the bluff and went, sure, yeah, Leonard Skinner. Uh, yeah. Dear Road Stories, uh, Leonard Skinner is actually from Georgia. <laughs> Please tell Mr. Regan. <laughs> um, but as far as traveling, well, when I started that club down there, I worked only there mm-hmm. for uh, about two and a half years oh, wow. before I started venturing out on the road. And I remember the first job that I got outside of the comic strip. Somebody came in and said, you know, there's a club down in Coconut Grove, which is in Miami. They're doing comedy one night a week. You should see if you can get a, sh- you know, get booked down there. Yeah, sure. And uh, so I called the guy and he's, you know, he's saying, what, uh, so you're a comedian? I'm like, yeah. He's like, how long you been doing it? Oh, man, three months, man. <laughs> you know, so uh, he said, how much do you get for a night? And I didn't know how to answer the question because- sure. I never got anything for a night. <laughs> so I, I I just threw a figure out. I just said, well, you know, I'm like humming and hawing. Well, I don't know. You know, I think uh, $75 would be fair. And he goes, hang on a second. And then there's a pause. And I'm like, oh, man, I asked for too much. <laughs> I should have said 50. I should have said 25. All I want to do is a spot somewhere other than the comic strip. Not that I didn't like the comic sure. strip, but I just wanted to try somewhere else. So he gets back on the phone and he goes, uh, how about $100 and I'll give you a hotel room? And I immediately knew that I was not good at the business side <laughs> of stand-up comedy because the bookers are upping my, my first ante. Now the Coconut Grove that was that was there for a while, wasn't it? No, this club that I'm talking about was not a comedy club. Oh, okay. This was just some you know bar. You know, a lot of bars were throwing the one nighter things in there. Yeah, sure. So did you have to split out of Florida to hit the road, or? Well, when I first went out on the road, um, I auditioned in three different. My my brother Dennis, mm-hmm. who was working as a sky cap at at the airport had an inside track to get me help getting a rental car. Mm-hmm. So I got a rental car and I did a three night audition run. I went, I drove to Tampa and I auditioned at one club called Giggles that had three clubs. Mm-hmm. I auditioned there, then I drove up to Atlanta and I auditioned at the Punchline. There were like three or four Punchlines in the Southeast, sure. but Chris DePetta still was there okay. and he booked a number of other rooms. So I did that one audition there that got me in at the Punchlines and Chris DePetta's room. And then I went to another club, I think in Augusta, Georgia, called the Laughing Stock of Georgia or something. And they had three rooms at the time. This is when comedy was just beginning to start getting hot. What year is this, roughly? That would have been 1984. Oh, okay. And I, and I was accepted at all three clubs, mm-hmm. or at all three places with all the clubs that they had. And I figured I could probably do them each club twice a year. And I remember driving home. I was like, I was on the top of the world. Yeah. I was like in three, because I had never performed anywhere other than that great Coconut Grove $100 (laughs) hotel room gig. And all of a sudden I'm coming back going, I just, I just got about, what was it? Three, four, seven. Chris DePetta probably had about five, 12. And then these other three were 15. There are like 15 clubs, and I thought if I could do them twice a year, that's 30 That's thirty weeks yeah, yeah. in one three-night audition run. That might have been the happiest night of my life in, in comedy, man. It oh, was that's really awesome. cool. 
That's great. And all that because of your brother and his rental car. You know what? Let's let's delete that because I'm sure he's going to tell me that he yes, <laughs> you know, he gets 25% of whatever I've made <laughs> yeah. because of the use of that rental car. I like that he had the inside track on a rental car. Like it, was real, <laughs> it was really. What? Well, I'll tell you what. He had the inside track on getting a rental car for a guy that had no business driving a rental car. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? I had no insurance. Oh, I had right. no nothing, you know? I was like, wow, because <clears throat> I didn't start renting cars till the 90s, and you can get them anywhere. Yeah, well, no, back in the 80s, man, you had to know somebody. <laughs> you had to be related to yeah, or have somebody man. to get a rental car. My brother was on the inside. <laughs> I'm just trying to start some sibling rivalry after all these years. What do you like better, clubs or theaters? As we jump ahead in your career. Uh, well, I'm going to say theaters. Yeah. Uh, listen, you know, I have a certainly very fond feelings about comedy clubs mm -hmm. because that's where I started and I did them for a number of years. Um, but, you know, comedy clubs and theaters, they're different. You know what I mean? Uh, I still like going to comedy clubs. In fact, I did a few this summer. You mentioned uh, us hanging out in Chicago and uh, at, um, you know, the improv there. And But um, for the most part, theaters is what I do. It's kind of hard to beat the 100% focus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, my jokes don't have the quality to survive somebody not... <laughs> 100% paying attention. <laughs> if they're only 99% paying attention, they're going to miss something. <laughs> just be lost for the whole hour. They're just going to be lost and befuddled. <laughs> I did a show one time at a comedy club. I've told the story before, but I'm on stage doing okay. There's a guy in the front, heavy set dude, having a good time, laughing. He's in the pool of light so I can see him. Waitress sets a cheeseburger in front of him, and his eyes rolled up <laughs> into the back of his head, and he just focused on that cheeseburger, and I knew I had immediately been demoted. The headliner became the star attraction, and I was some type of distant murmur <laughs> that, you know, he, he didn't even look up. He just, he just enjoyed the living hell out of this cheeseburger. I, I was like living vicariously through him going, wow, I wish I could enjoy anything as much as this guy's enjoying this cheeseburger. And uh, it took him like, you know, five minutes to finish it. He stopped. He pushed the plate away. I don't know why people do that. Like, and now I'm done and I slide it away. And then he looked up at me as if to say, back to you. <laughs> Back to you, clown. Follow that cheeseburger. <laughs> Follow that. <laughs> Follow that cheeseburger. <clears throat> I, did a show, I, I did a show one time, and they had a free popcorn machine <laughs> in the back. Yeah. Well, they were kind enough to pop it uh, before the show, mm -hmm. but it, I was tanking so bad, all I heard was this. <laughs> ah, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> but those give you those give you goals, you know. You say, you know what? I want to have the kind of act that the laughter is just a little bit louder than the popcorn chews. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a cricket on stage. Literally? Literally. I was doing a 
show on some island off in the Pacific Northwest, a corporate gig, mm-hmm. and it's like this big, you know, rustic kind of hotel, but sort of fancy, sort of rustic, you know? Corporate show, and I'm dying. No laughs. Well, really? a, a window is open near the stage. I tell a joke. It gets nothing, and I hear from through the window, <laughs> and, and I immediately was like, wow, you know, that's the proverbial, I did so poorly I heard crickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm actually hearing crickets. Huh. I'm, I'm literally <laughs> hearing crickets. And I, I, I told the audience that. I said, did you guys hear that? And they like, yeah. <laughs> I said, that's a cricket. No one's supposed to hear that during a comedy show. And uh, they laughed at my pain. And I sort of won them back a little bit. That's funny. You heard a cricket. Yeah. I heard a pigeon. You sounded really? more like a pigeon than a cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was a pigeon. Maybe I never heard a cricket. <laughs> you know, I'm not known for my sound effects. Look at my webpage. Does it say anywhere that Brian Regan does a dead-on cricket noise? No. In fact, there's a lot of comments from people going, his Cricket sounds more like a pigeon. Yeah. That dude's funny, but have you heard his cricket? Oh, Man, not good. Not good. I know. I heard he auditioned for Jiminy Cricket, and uh, he, he did not get a call back. <laughs> do you do a lot of a lot of corporates? I get a few. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. I, you know, I think the fact that uh, you know I, I'm not one of those comedians that's gonna you know, go up there and make everybody's head explode from language or whatever. Right, you know, right. I, 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 I think I'm a prime candidate for companies sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they've never been, you know, they're fun, but on a different kind of level. Yeah. But, uh, you know, my preference, I think any comedian's preference is to be performing in front of people who kind of know who you are yeah. and are there to see you as opposed to, that's it for our quarterly fiscal report. Remember, we're doing poorly as a company, <laughs> and unless we improve, 75% of you will be laid off. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Brian Regan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you ever tailor your uh, your bits towards uh, the company? Like if you're doing Hitachi or Samsung or... Not really. IBM. I don't know why I, I'm I always, all Asian companies. I don't know why they there are other there are other companies oh, really? out there. Sure. Yeah. I, I know you're referencing the Pacific Rim. <laughs> but when you think about it, it's sort of like a global economy that we all live in. Hmm. Yeah. Right. But because uh, I know Fuji. I know <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe I'm just saying that because we should go to Benny Hanna after this and talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I'm not. I'm not big on that. I, I have a like an internal feeling of what's right and what's wrong. Uh-huh. And when I feel creeped out, it's hard for me to cross the creep out line. And if I feel like I'm catering too much mm-hmm. to an audience, then I feel creeped out. I sure. feel like. Want to be pushing buttons because they want me to push buttons. Yeah, yeah. You know, talk about us and our company, and it's like, I, you know, I'd rather if you book me. Uh, hopefully, it's because you like the kind of stuff I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be happy to say, hey, it's nice to be here in front of this Japanese company. 
<laughs> but then, then I'm off on to my, my stuff. I think I have Asian on the brain. Mm. I, I think that's an actual uh, something you can get because <laughs> Thursday night, I'm doing a, a club here and it's a pretty decent sized showroom. And But Thursday night, I look out as the MC was on and there was a table in the front row in the front of five. And I told Brian this on the way up. I am the youngest guy in that room by decades. <laughs> so, especially on Thursday night. And these, uh, this table happened to be Asian. And um, definitely English was not their first language. So it was good that they went to a comedy show. And the <laughs> woman who was 95, if she was a day, was asleep by the time the MC got off. <laughs> Well, that's nice. <laughs> nice soothing atmosphere for someone to get some slumber. Just arms crossed and like the head down like this and just going, just snoozing. Well, I have uh, an Asian audience member story as well. It has to do with a corporate gig as well. I was Please doing a... be a dodgy. I was, <laughs> I, I was doing a... It wasn't a... It was just an employee who happened to be Asian at this company. I forget the company. But it was like this big kind of deal. And they had these big giant screens. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm on stage. And I'm doing okay, you know, but I'm working it. And uh, I realized that the director is putting audience shots on the big screen behind me that I can't see. Um, and I realize it because I'm doing... I'm in the middle of a bit and I hear applause right. that has nothing to do with the <laughs> joke. And I look back and well, I guess they're showing the CEO, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, so two things are going on. My comedy show and people in the audience who have to applaud their CEO. So now the director is starting to realize, wow, I can get attention by audience shots here. So he starts sh showing different people in the audience and applause is erupting and completely derailing jokes <laughs> left and right. <laughs> I have to stop bits here and there and over and under to look back and, hey, who's on this? Hey, who's that? You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm emceeing this big, giant, crazy circus instead of doing my act. And then I get back and I'm doing more of my show and I'm trying to segue back into some material. And then I hear a huge laugh. And I'm thinking, this laugh is not consistent with how they've been laughing at my material, <laughs> so this must be another director, <laughs> a director cut. So I, I look back, and they're showing an elderly Asian businessman sleeping in his seat on the big screen, and everybody's laughing at him sleeping during my show. <laughs> so I have to MC. I, the show then becomes me emceeing this thing about how bad how how i'm so bad <laughs> that i'm putting people to sleep it was a fun show to do <laughs> i really enjoyed it i had a lot of fun with that show it's a wonder you don't do more corporates <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why this is a great promo for me <laughs> like if there's someone out there going we should book this guy oh wow he puts people to sleep <laughs> hmm you know how some people like they want to squeeze a compliment in but they they'll throw a little bit of self-effacing stuff in there so it they can feel like they're getting away with it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you hate, like, you kill, right? And then their whole, their, the audience is passing you, yeah. you know? <laughs> Over their heads. They're passing you, and you're like, okay, you know, I'm used to this. Yeah, yeah. And then every once in a while, like, they'll drop you, you yeah, know? Yeah, and yeah. you feel, like, so stupid. You're like, geez, man. Give me an example. 
<laughs> Don't you hate like when it's you know okay standing ovation all right sure. yeah all right. yeah okay we we all like those all right. right and then they do it again right now you're like a little embarrassed sure sure why do they do it the third time you know come on yeah it's I... like it's it's overkill right you know it's like okay we all know that every that is, this went well. I'm great. We yeah, all yeah, we noticed, but yeah. three times. Now you're making me feel uncomfortable. I feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I now. understand. I understand. So anyway, be rough. Yeah. How long have you lived in Vegas? About ten years now. Really? Oh, I thought that was a recent. No, I've been out here ten years. I was in L.A. before that, mm-hmm. in New York before that, out on the road with no home so to speak for a few years before oh, yeah. i moved to new york and then before that was the fort lauderdale thing oh, okay so how long did that travel and doing stand-up how long did that last for you that was only about uh two or three years mm-hmm. you know it's like i i left the comic strip went out on the road and basically lived on the road i mean the comedy was exploding at the time so sure. i was able to get work not because i was any good but these places needed needed anybody that could stand on stage for yeah, 30 yeah. minutes um so I was able to work every week. So I just kind of stayed out there. The only bills I had, I had uh, my phone bill that I would get money orders for and pay, <laughs> and uh, my car and insurance. Yeah. When I had a car, there were times when I was just taking buses everywhere. But uh, and it was a really thrilling time. You know, it was just sort of like, wow, just go from town to town, do yeah, comedy, yeah. get some cash to last you through the next week. What did you do mostly Midwest, or did you go across the country? Well, it was mo- because geographically I was from South Florida. Mm-hmm. At first it was southeast, but then it kind of grew beyond that to as far west as Texas. And then I would do, you know, Chicago, mostly mostly East Coast stuff, mm-hmm. you know, because um, every place else was just too far to, for me to get to. But, uh, you know, and things gradually got a little bit better and a little bit better. And, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun to be able to – I mean, there were times when – I would finish my Sunday night show, not knowing where I was going to be the next week, get off stage and say, hey, a booker from such and such called, was wondering if you're open next week. And I'm oh, like, awesome. wow. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So it was just one standing O after the other across across <laughs> the country. <laughs> yeah. Standing O at Crackers, and I'll be down at the Joke Yard getting a standing O. No, no. I have to throw the asterisk in. You know that was in jest earlier. What? Yes. What? That was in jest. What? Did you travel with anybody back then, or were you solo? Every once in a while, you hitch a ride with somebody, or? I had six hot broads. Well, those were the days. You know, that, yeah. uh, you know, I just uh, traveled with these hot broads. <laughs> <laughs> They like to be called broads, too. That's what made them great. Yeah. You know. Excuse me, ladies. Uh, it's broads. It's broads. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, it'll be broads from here on out. So, you know, we the weekend would end and I'd, you know, the, me and this six hot broads, we'd, we'd pile in the car and head, head off to the next town. Are those the names, the, the tattoos on your back? Or is it? The six broads? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got uh, Amber, mm-hmm. Bambi, <laughs> Celine. Oh, Celine. Um, Dora. Dora? Uh-huh. Edna. <laughs> Edna. 
and Fiona. Oh, who was your favorite? Um, Edna. Oh, really? Yeah, Edna was a little older. <laughs> but um, there was something about her. It was like the maturity would kick in when we were all, you know, doing what you do. Oh, she was the one that would pay my phone bill for me. Yeah. Well, uh, have you seen a change from in comedy from from when you started and when it's kind of a cliche question, but I always ask. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, we comedy obviously has a ebb and flow to it mm-hmm. like anything. Um, you know, what's weird is because I've not been doing comedy clubs as much as I used to, I'm not in the trenches, so to speak, yeah, yeah. watching on a nightly basis some of the the changes. But, you know, uh, I think change is always good. Sure. You know what I mean? For anything. And um, so, yeah, yeah, I've noticed some changes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a lot less broads. <laughs> I said it before. I, I'm, I'm an older guy. I'm down to four broads. Oh. <laughs> I travel with four hot broads now. Oh, don't t- Did Edna get the axe? Edna died. <laughs> Edna was 70 back then. Oh, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she, she passed away. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> that, was, oh. that was sad. Oh, poor Edna. <coughs> Have a moment of silence. She was a good lady. Edna. She was a good lady. <laughs> I remember the, when I, you know, that, that audition thing I did years ago where I went to the three clubs that sure. I told you? Well, one of them, you know, here I am, a, I'm, I'm trying to think I'm a comedian, I'm out on the road, I'm auditioning, you know, it was like exciting. And the waitress was very nice and she said, uh, you know, I could, I thought, hey, maybe, maybe she likes me a little bit, I don't know. And I said, what's your name? And she said, Sugar. So the... Um, the guy who hasn't been out there enough yeah. goes straight for the sugar joke. Oh. Straight for the joke about her name. Sure. And, uh, you know, instead of like taking a beat and going, you know, and, and saying resist all sugar references because she's probably heard them all. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't have that instinct. Right. So she said, oh, my name's Sugar. And I said, well, this is going to work out great because my name's Spice. Oh. And she gave me a look that um, physically hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it physically hurt me. I was like, oh, ooh. Um, so that, <laughs> that of course, went nowhere. Yeah, that kept it to six broads. There was no. There would have been seven. There would have been sugar right under door. That's right. That's right. I would have had seven tattooed names. But uh, <laughs> guys, if you ever meet a sugar, and if she says hi, my name's Sugar, just go. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. Just 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 let it go with that. Yeah. Hi, let it go with that. Hi, my name's Brian. Move just on. Just say I'm, my name's Brian, it, unless your name's not Brian. But you get the idea. Or why not? Don't throw spice in there. <laughs> Don't you hate that? Like. I don't know. It's it's almost like our knee jerk reaction to say the first thing that comes to your mind, and then you get the oh, like I haven't heard that one before. Well, that's why I think it's it's a comedy thing. I think you're supposed to let the first one go. Oh, interesting. That's my feeling. Yeah, you let the first one go. 
Uh, although I, I guess I, I don't know. May, then then maybe you're censoring. I'm, I'm just talking about social situations. Just trying right, to be funny right. around friends and stuff like that. But a lot of times, I don't know. I think uh, whatever that first thing is, maybe other people are thinking of that too. Mm-hmm. So I try to like go. Well, let me let me hang here. <laughs> And let somebody else throw that one out. <laughs> Test the water. <laughs> let someone else say spice. <laughs> and then I'll say the witty thing, and then I could have had sugar. Yeah. What about when it comes to hecklers? You can't let the first one go. I am... Um, I don't get heckled a lot in a mean-spirited way. I don't mm-hmm. really have that kind of act. Um, but, you know, people will yell at anybody. Um so I do get heckles. Here's my favorite heckle story having to do with me. I uh, I like the preface of that. I'm on stage. <laughs> Here's my favorite Seinfeld heckle story. <laughs> I'm on stage. I get heckled. I react to it. I get off stage. And the other comedians take me aside and mockingly... Um, do for me what they heard from me on stage and they said please stop you're hurting my feelings <laughs> yeah that's how i that's how i came after him <laughs> both guns a blazing both guns a blazing you know what that guy did not want to continue hurting my feelings and he's and he shut down. He <laughs> shut down the hurt feeling train. <laughs> Please stop. You're hurting my feelings. That's a Brian Regan comeback. <laughs> you, yeah, you must not. Well, heckling is so, in the theater, the theaters, I've, it's, like you said, it's so 100% focused. You rarely get heckled in the theaters, I would imagine. It, it can happen, but yeah. it is a lot more rare than a comedy club. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, clearly it's the, the vibe of the place, you know, if there's drinks in front of you. and it, it, Like in a comedy club, you mm-hmm. know, you look around, it feels like more of a bar atmosphere. People are going to be more inclined to feel like, hey, we're all on the same playing ground sure, here. Sure. Whereas in a theater, it, it's, it's clear you're up on a stage and they're in seats. and uh, Facing you facing you you know it's much more clear that it's a show yeah and that a, a heckle is an obvious affront you know sure. it's like whoa um but it does happen you yeah know? i mean you're still going to get your lunatics no matter where you are yeah it's got a stink got a stink in those <clears throat> big seat theater like i've never been heckled in a huge seated theater but like there's no way everybody can hear what he said mm. what the person so your comeback is often just going to be wow why did that guy call him an asshole for no apparent reason <laughs> what is that not that you whatever right yeah well sometimes you know I, I don't know why this made me think of this but I, you know like if it is somebody in the front you have to like make it clear what that person said or yeah. at least make it clear that that person is being out of line but yeah you're right and if the audience if the rest of the audience doesn't know that they're going to look at you like what the hell did you do yeah, yeah. but but i also it's a pet peeve of mine when there's a press conference or something after a sporting event. Mm-hmm. It's like, haven't they figured out the technology yet to mic the question askers? You know, you got like a, a, a an athlete or a coach, you know, talking after a, a Super Bowl, and they're pointing to people who you can't hear, right. and all you're hearing is answers. Like, right. well, um, you know, Jefferson had slipped, so that's why I did that. Yes, back there. Oh, um, the answer to that is 49. <laughs> How about over there? Yeah, true. That's true. 
2013, Mike the Questioners. Did you know there were going to be questions tonight? I didn't know there were going to be questions tonight. <laughs> again? There's questions again? Yeah. <laughs> so you're, uh, you have a reputation of being very clean. Really? Very clean comedian. Very clean working clean. Not uh, physically clean. I mean, you look great today. <laughs> well. <laughs> you guys, you get your haircut since I last shower, time. I you? shower up for my podcast. Yeah. By the way, I love that we're doing it next to the bathroom. <laughs> your this hotel room is interesting the bathroom door is like the oddest looking bathroom door it's a, it slides like it's some type of bank vault door <laughs> <laughs> which makes you think wow there must be all kinds of riches and stuff <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> over there <laughs> and um little bars of gold yeah <laughs> Murray doesn't want anybody going back in that secret room, <laughs> so we're doing the podcast out here. Um, true story, that door, didn't know it was there till 4 o'clock today. <laughs> <laughs> it slides over. I thought it was just part of the decor, oh. and when I was straight up for you, I'm like, oh, look at that. Slide, slide. It's a door. I'm going to close that when we record. <laughs> I was in a hotel room when I first went out on the road, and uh, show's over. I go back to the room. And I'm like, you know, watch a little TV. And then I'm like getting ready for bed. And I look around and there's no bed. <laughs> and I'm like, what? so I, I called the front desk and I'm like, this is going to sound really stupid. But, you know, I'm a guest in the hotel and I, I want to go to bed. You know, I don't see a bed in here. <laughs> and they said it was like a Murphy bed kind of thing. Oh, yeah, where you yeah. pull it down from the wall. And I, I, I had never seen anything like that in my life. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I have to do work. I have to, do, I have to do work in your hotel for me to have some comfort. Okay, <laughs> can you send up a toolbox <laughs> so I can do the the labor necessary <laughs> to be a guest in your place? I stayed in a hotel once. I couldn't figure out how the shower worked, and I didn't want to make the phone call. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to call. And say, uh, I think you're, you know, I don't know how the shower works. Can you send somebody up? And I had to make the phone call. Yeah. And the guy, utility belt, jingle, jangle keys, you know, blue on blue. <laughs> you know, arm sleeves rolled up, tattoos, chewing gum. <laughs> what seems to be the problem in here? And you're in the shower naked. Yeah. You're like, I can't. Can you turn the shower on for me? <laughs> <laughs> Will you turn these knobs? Knobs. Point those out to me. Oh. Well, I'm guessing that it was the one where... The it's a tub and a shower, mm -hmm. and the faucet thing for the tub. There's like a round rim at the bottom that you have to pull down for the shower part to come on. Have you ever seen that? Oh yeah, my grandmother had one of those. Yeah, I you know everybody comes across that at one point for the first time, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you know at 20 minutes later you're like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, why are faucets and stuff getting more difficult? Yeah, just. Turn, turn, turn it on, turn it turn off. and turn back where it came from. I, I like my shower simple. Mm -hmm. Hot on the right, hot on the left, right on the cold on the right. The, yes, cold on the right, hot on the left. Um, we'll be discussing more showers uh, <laughs> after these messages. <laughs> so, getting back to the clean uh, persona you have on stage. By the way, he's smoking cigarettes and drinking Jack Daniels as we do this. Uh, was that a choice? Of yours? Hang on. Are we doing two lines of Coke each or? Well, you're the guest. You can do whatever you want. Okay. Here. That's okay. for you. Okay. Cool. I can write it off. Hang on. 
Okay. I'm sorry. What? What was the question? All right. Did you just smell the cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> that was like Hang on. I'm going to do my impression of doing cocaine. Um, all right, I keep, I keep disarming I know, your questions. I know. Is that, is that, do you get that question a lot? Oh, of course. I'm sorry. That's my I'm number terrible. one question. Really? That's okay. The I'm clean the thing? The, it cost $4.99 for internet, so I couldn't do research. Um, listen, but you have to... Uh, Jeff Goldblum was being interviewed about being interviewed, which, oh. was an inter- which w- was an interesting interview. Yeah, yeah. And the interviewer said... What do you do when you keep getting asked the same question over and over again? Mm-hmm. And he gave a very interesting answer. He said, I have to put on my actor's hat mm-hmm. and I have to pretend I'm hearing that question for the first time and give it the honest, truthful, present moment answer that I can. Now, I'm not as good of an actor as Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> so I'm not going to be able to accomplish that, <laughs> but it's a nice goal. Yeah. And you're not as creepy as Jeff Goldblum either. Well, I'm I'm not jumping on that. I I think he's a handsome, charming, wonderful actor, and I'd be lucky to meet him someday. He seemed like a great guy. I met him, and he hit on my wife. Wow. Okay. (laughs) 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 Um, He hit on me. What? No, no, I'm joking. Uh, Well, all right. Creepy. We all have our own. All right. I got a pretty good suspicion Jeff doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> so I think we're safe. But I will go on record by Brian is a fan of okay, okay. Just in case word gets out. Well, this was like Air a Reed's bad... making the podcast circuit bad mouth in your gold bloom. This is a funny way for me to answer a question that you ask quoting somebody who hit on your wife. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. Maybe I, I, I'm just going to let that go. But as far as uh, the clean thing, what, what's the specific question about it? Oh, I was just wondering if that was a conscious choice. Uh, yes and no. Yeah. For the most part, no. I mean, I always worked mostly clean anyway, mm-hmm. 95% clean. I, I had a few jokes here and there that had, had the F word or yeah, yeah. whatever. But, um, you know, some of that stuff I didn't feel was like, the kind of stuff that really jazzed me mm-hmm. and uh so i just thought ah, let me see what it's like to just take those out um and i did and uh it seemed to work out okay but i i always try to be careful not to um make it like a a value thing you know what i mean I, there are many comedians out there who work blue dirty mm-hmm. raunchy whatever who i think are brilliant yeah Richard Pryor, sure. I think, is the best stand-up comedian who ever lived, or one of the best, and uh, he worked blue. You know, would somebody say, wow, he shouldn't have worked that way? You know, I mean, it was truthful and organic for him, yeah, yeah. and it was great. You know, it's interesting to me about this clean thing. Uh, a few years ago, somebody gave me a tape that he and I had made in college before I even thought about being a comedian. Mm-hmm. And we were doing this fake interview thing. And he gave me this tape, and I'm, like, listening to it, and I was fascinated because it was like us trying to be funny before I ever had an inkling of being a stand-up comedian. Right. And he was interviewing me, and we were like being these characters or whatever. And in this thing, he kept trying to go off on these dirty tracks, and I kept tr- bringing it to more of like an absurd, off-the-wall, mm-hmm. clean thing. And it, was, it made me feel good because I felt like 
now I know that that's how I truthfully, organically am sure. as a comedian. And I was that way before I even mm-hmm. decided to be a comedian. So the reason I bring it, I read your Wikipedia page today. Um, I could get that on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and because, like, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of you. I've been watching you. Thank you for many years. And um, I never thought of you as a clean comedian. I just thought of you as like one of the funniest comedians I've ever seen. But on your Wikipedia very page, kind. it was you know, wor- you know, known for working clean and and all that. So that's well, y- yeah. You know what's the clean thing is always like a weird thing for me because that in no way, when I'm writing a joke, I don't sit down at a blank piece of paper and go, man, I'm going to come up with some clean comedy. <laughs> this stuff is going to be lily white. Talk about wholesome. You know, it's like it's not even on my mind. Right, I'm just right. writing what I stuff that is interesting to me or yeah. fun for me, you know. Um, I don't care one way or the other about the clean thing. It, yeah. It's just I, I'm just trying to be funny. Um, clearly, it's more important to others than it is to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's someone out there who likes the fact that it's clean or also likes the fact that it's clean, that's fine with me. But I am very careful with my management and stuff like that, saying I don't want anything in my promo material that's coming from me that mm-hmm. says clean. You know, if if I'm putting a newspaper article in there. I can't help what they wrote about sure. me, but for the most part, I try to like stay away from defining myself that way. No, that's smart. Um, is there ever a, a bit that you loved that just never worked? Uh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have, um, I have a current one that I keep trying to get to work. Oh, really? <laughs> and I just, I don't know... I don't get why it's not working, but it, it has to do with, uh, you know, a philosophy of life. Mm-hmm. And here's the bit. Um, and don't feel like you have to laugh because no one ever, ever does. <laughs> um, say, uh, yeah, I'm trying to hit on a philosophy, you know, a way of looking at things. I had a friend tell me, Brian, you need to learn how to live for today. And that worked so well for me yesterday. I can't wait to try it again tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> 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 I I think that is funny. Yeah, yeah. But you know, that 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 brings up the thing of what is funny? Is it is something funny if only I think it's funny and not what if like only one person in the whole world thought something was funny? And the whole rest of the world disagreed. D- does the does the the percentages get to weigh in on that, or I contend, or I contend that it's funny. <laughs> that I'm, I'm getting into the science of it. No, I, that's fine. I think if if one person thinks something is funny, mm-hmm. then it's funny. Now okay. it might not be funny enough to keep in the act because you do want people to agree with you. <laughs> you do want some audience members to agree with you or else you're not going to work a lot. You can't get that one guy to come to every yeah, show. Yeah, that, that one. <laughs> there he is here. Thanks for coming, man. do my philosophy bit tonight. <laughs> do the philosophy. You got it. Uh, you also do something that uh, I rarely see comics do, but you didn't do it in Chicago, which I thought was interesting. Oh, yeah, you did do it in Chicago. No, you didn't do it in Chicago. You did do an encore in Chicago. This is the first time I've seen you live, by the way. Okay. Um, 
But didn't 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 work for a while? Were people requesting bits at, at an encore? They do. It, it depends on the night. Uh-huh. It, you know, it's sort of like the, uh, you know, an empty dance floor, mm-hmm. and it stays empty unless one couple goes out there. Okay. And it's that way with people requesting bits. When mm-hmm. the show's over, people are very respectful of you know, the stage or whatever. Or, you know, so if nobody shouts anything, mm-hmm. then. <laughs> then nobody else shouts anything. Right. But if one person at the beginning goes, hey, do such and such bit, mm-hmm. then other people go, oh, I guess this is okay. You know, So it happens, and then there are nights when it doesn't quite go in that direction. Do the philosophy bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. What's maybe, the- maybe if you try it one more time, are you, maybe you need another word in there or something. <laughs> is there a most requested bit that you get? Um... Well, there are bits that are requested more often than others. Um, I used to think, wow, <laughs> well, maybe it's because they think the bits are funny. But the, I've learned, though, that a lot of times it's not so much whether a bit is funny or not. It's how easy it is it to shout out in a word or two. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's yeah. very easy to yell, Pop-Tarts. Yeah, yeah. Donut Lady. Yeah, yeah. It's not so easy to yell, do the bit. Where you are at a dinner party and you feel a little awkward because there's a guy there who's sort of monopolizing the conversation and you feel like you want to, you know, jump in. And then when you do, he immediately shuts you down and you end up having a social fantasy about that. By the way, my favorite bit. (laughs) (laughs) I like that bit too, but it's unrequestable. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's no real thing to call that. Right. Requestable bits. Requestable bits. Oh, you should do a greatest hits album. Well, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm not quite at that point where I have enough things. <laughs> what do you mean? to consider? We well, got two nah. specials, right? Well, I have, three. I have, uh, I have two CDs and three hour-long things. Mm-hmm. Two of, uh, two of the hour-long. I'm sorry. Two CDs, three video DVDs. Sure. Two of those DVDs were Comedy Central specials, and the other one was something that I self-produced, as mm-hmm. they say. So I've got five hours of stuff that's kind of out there. You can condense that into 45 minutes. I'm just saying I'm thinking about the kid's future here. Okay. Put the money away for the mm. side, for the college. I told you. I'm not very good at, uh, and then I'll sell it. I think $75 would be fair. I'll give you 100 <laughs> Hmm. Okay. <laughs> How are you traveling these days? Uh, well, I got tired of these these tiny Lear jets. Oh, you know where you can't yeah. even stand up in They're them. They're the worst. They're like embarrassing. Yeah. No, I um. You I know, was gonna I, take one to Vegas, but I was like, no. Yeah, it's like a, you get on stretch your legs. You, yeah, you can't even. It's like ridiculous. And they fly so fast, and we get to see the the the, the thermometer at Bun Boy. Down. Seriously. So what's the hurry? Yeah, we're leaving in time. Jeez. Um, no, I you know I do the commercial air thing, mm-hmm. and then when I do, I usually do four one nighters, and I have a bus kind of deal. Okay. That takes me from A to B to C to D. Sure, sure. You ever been to those cities? The the just the they're just defined by letters. The A B C D. A B C D. Is that South Dakota. <laughs> yeah, right. I think so, right? I don't. I don't know where A B C and D is, but yeah. um, 
But that's what I do. I, I so I'll fly to the first city, hop on a bus, and then take those to the four towns. Oh, that's cool. I like buses. I like not buses, buses, but it makes me feel like a rock star when I'm on a bus. Well, it um, you know what's really interesting is that you know bus can mean a lot of different. You know, I mean, you have your Greyhound Trailways. Well, Trailways doesn't even exist anymore, but uh, they did when I started. Um, and when I first started, I used to buy 30-day Greyhound passes. They were called Greyhound Amera passes. So I would—that's how I would get from gig to gig. Oh, smart! And uh, but now I'm at the point where I take a bus. <laughs> <laughs> so I went all the way from bus level to bus level. <laughs> so you could buy one thir- like one. Yeah, like one lump sum, like fifty bucks will get you on the Greyhound, off the Greyhound for the next five months or whatever. Correct. Oh, that was that's awesome. And that's what I would do, you know. And I forget what the price was, sure, but it sure. was like, and then I would just take that from city to city. Mm-hmm. And uh, I forget the longest bus ride, but it was over twenty four hours. I'm thinking it was like twenty seven hours. They stop at every little town oh, along yeah, the yeah. way, and you, if you if you have a mirror, you can watch. You can just watch yourself become less and less human. <laughs> <laughs> you can just, okay, are, we're leaving. Okay, I'm a human being. And then 27 hours later, you look, I'm a rat. <laughs> I'm, I'm a rat, and all I want to do is, is get food. I'm a rat creature. <laughs> I'm looking like that with just age, though. You ever take your? Do you have an iPhone? Yes. Do you ever? And you take. You don't have to take it out. <laughs> just I don't it. know if I needed to prove it to you. <laughs> no, I believe you. <laughs> and you know you have that switch on the camera, mm-hmm. where you can like I can take a picture of you and I can see you, but if I hit the switch button, it, it shows me. I somebody just I, I'm jumping on your. Somebody just told me that like two weeks ago. I didn't uh, even know that. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, yeah, I know yeah, what you're talking. Every about. Every once in a while, my kid will hit that, and then I'll go to take a picture of, it and I'll just see my old scary <laughs> face. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh no. Oh. <laughs> Is that me? I don't want a picture of that. (laughs) That's the future. No, that's the present me. (laughs) Oh, man. So when you work out, when you do a special, I mean, are are you, do you work, say, all right, I'm going to, I want to do a special next year or I want to record a new album. So I'm going to start working on that now. Is that a conscious effort or is that just after time you're like, hey, you know what? I think it's time to record. Uh, Well, to me, you know, you do a few years of stuff. You get to where you have an hour, okay? And uh, you feel like it's tight enough where it's like you want to make it a thing. Uh, and then once I will do a video or a CD or something like that, you know, you can't just move away from that stuff on a dime, mm-hmm. you know, but I psychologically check it off as, okay, that stuff's been worked on. It's been done. It's been recorded. It's out there for anybody who wants it. And I start moving away from it, mm-hmm. and I start trying to replace it, um, you know. And it takes a few years to get where you got another hour of stuff where you sure, feel sure. like, okay, I'm ready to do it again. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Is like I feel like I've uh, hopefully got about an hour of stuff I can throw out there. Cool. So do you go back to the clubs and work that out, or do you work it out in the theaters? Mostly the theaters. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, uh, when, when I first started doing theaters, you know, I was like m- a little reluctant to throw new stuff in there. But then after about four or five months of doing theaters, I thought, I got to figure it out. Yeah, and yeah. I, I don't want to just become stagnant and right. just, you know, one trick pony. So, you know, in a comedy club, it's a looser kind of thing. You can go off on more tangents and get back on track. In a theater, 
I'm a little bit more careful, you know, I'll bookend stuff, you know, I'll make sure I got a strong bit, then mm-hmm. I'll throw the new thing in, then I go out with a strong bit. So I have to plan it a little bit better. But uh, I do throw the new stuff in. Awesome. We, uh, I could sit here and talk to you for days, and I'm sure you would love that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's time. Um, I got to get down to a show, and I know you have stuff to do. You should have, the, you should have like a piano player, like the old Tonight Show. Just play that's, it off. That's all he's here for, <laughs> is to just let us know that the podcast is over. Have I got a surprise for you? <laughs> Open that bathroom door. Wow, unbelievable. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Absolutely, Murray. appreciate it. Thank you. What's next? What's coming up for you? Well, God, I wish I had some stuff I could say. You can make it up. Uh, well, I'm, there's a 7-Eleven near here, and I'm hoping they have, uh, chocolate yoo-hoos. Ooh. So I'm heading over there, and, um, you know, if they have them. Yeah. That's, that's what, that's my next thing, really. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Is there anything other than chocolate yoo-hoos? Ah, <laughs> that Seven Eleven fast. <laughs> Are they all chocolate? You who's? I think I think so. Oh, they were good. Ah, oh, yeah, man. You get them. You shake them up. You gotta shake them up so much that all that dried up chocolate on the bottom is gone. Yeah. Some people don't shake them up that much, and it's like, oh no, I don't want the little chocolate on the. I need to shake it up so that's all gone. Mm. And then you drink it in about 15 seconds. Yeah. I, they were in smaller bottles than like Pepsi and yeah, Coke. Yeah. It was like an eight, seven or eight ounce bottle or something. <laughs> I don't see them that much anymore. I don't either. I went to summer school one year in high school and I had to walk to my friend's house whose mom would give us a ride because my parents wouldn't give me a ride to summer school. Oh boy. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> and I would stop by a pal's stationery store and I'd buy a Yoohoo and a Snickers. For breakfast, and I would eat it on the way to their house. Wow! And just be sugar rushed all the way to summer school. Can I make that story sadder, please? <laughs> then you get home from school, you walk in, and you see twenty empty YooHoo bottles in the trash. <laughs> wow! <laughs> That's more sad, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think my story was that sad to begin with. You- <laughs> well, you said. Didn't you say they wouldn't give you a ride? Well, yeah. Well, that's... I thought it kind of brought things around with the Yoo-Hoo and the Snickers. Oh, okay. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> Can I make I your childhood you were, I more th- sad? <laughs> I, I was enjoying it. I thought I had a good childhood. No, no, it's sad, buddy. You have a sad childhood. I'm so Let me sorry, point it out. Man. Let me point out why You know what? Is- You're figuring out how to look at things in a positive way, and here I am derailing that, <laughs> and I apologize. No, that's all right. I, I probably would have learned about that in therapy anyway, so you saved me. <laughs> And then you come home and your parents and your family, they're enjoying you-hoos <laughs> while you're out trying to scrounge for your own. <laughs> That's even more sad. Oh, That's gonna, a better sad story. My mom and I are going to have to have a talk after this. <laughs> 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 By the way, my mom and dad saw you in Bozeman oh, last year, two years ago or something. That's cool. So you were great. So you're that's great. very nice. Um, I would have to say, I should say this, my friend Gary Brightwell, who works with you a lot. Yes. Um, 
actually kind of put this all together. Help me put this all together. He so did. Thank you, Gary. And he got my uh, parents' tickets to your show. So thanks, Gary Brightwell. By the way, he uh, he called me as if we're about he was about to get on the private jet <laughs> with Ingval. He's like, hey, just so you know. Oh, man. Just so you know, uh, Brian's going to call you. I'm like, great. He's like, so how's your gig? I'm like, well. <laughs> He's like, hold on. I can't. I got to get on the plane. I'll, I'll call you when I land. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough time. Yeah, let me just tell you about that sliding bathroom door. Mm. See if you have that on your G5. Mm-hmm. With the mystery piano player behind it. Uh, BrianRegan.com? Yes. All right. Awesome. Go check it out there. Are you heading out soon or are you in, you in for the summer? Uh, I have uh, some shows. Well, this is a podcast that I guess you can't plug anything because by the time people. Monday. Oh, well, yeah. I've got shows in the New England area this uh, coming weekend Cape Cod. Rhode Island, Hampton Beach, and Cohasset, which is near Boston. Nice. Awesome. Uh, Brian, thank you very much. And uh, guys, thanks for listening. Um, As you know, like us on the Facebook page. Don't be a douche. Uh, There's been a lot of great reviews on iTunes. I really appreciate you guys writing them, so feel free to write iTunes uh, review. And we will get back. My studio should be done. You don't know this, but... They tore down my studio. Oh. My listeners know it's a whole, we have a whole construction thing going on at the house. It's a nightmare. And, and I kid you not, the contractor called me the other day, right before I left and said, are you in the house? I'm like, yeah. He's like, come out here right now. Mm-hmm. I come out. They unearthed a loaded gun in 25 rounds. What? And was buried in my backyard. Wow. Basically. And they're like, uh, we should call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, let's call the cops. Somebody ditched a gun in my yard, How, buried did, it. It hadn't he, been down there for 10 years because it was rusted oh, okay. out. I'll show you a picture of it. I have it on That's my phone. amazing. That's man. crazy, man. That could have been a murder weapon. Can I make Can I make this story sadder? <laughs> Please. And then they go, now look at this hole. 50 empty, rusted out Yoo-Hoo bottles <laughs> oh, that my, somebody was enjoying. My parents Like were in, in your town? yard. <laughs> Parents were in town. They didn't even call. Yeah, they're out in the back <laughs> drinking Yoo-Hoo while you're inside talking with the contractors, oh. the construction people. <laughs> well, good luck figuring out what the deal was with the gun. Is there going to be an investigation? I guess I don't. Know. I called the cops. They showed up six hours later. Yeah, it like, seemed like a very urgent kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I figured. I figured I would call them. They'd get out here. They're he's like the guy who's like, hey, you should have sold it at a pawn shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then traced it back to me. It's some gang shooting <laughs> from thirty years ago or something. That's wild, though. That's crazy. I forgot all about that. Man, oh, man. Anyway, we're, I didn't want to get into that because we were pressed for time, but we'll discuss that on the next episode. All right. And I will most likely be taking all of August off. I'm going up to Canada for four or five weeks. Um, we'll talk more about that on my next episode. Brian Regan, thank you so much for coming out today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Murray. Thanks for listening. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns And fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs And blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette <laughs> Drunks in the front, making out for your set And middle acts doing blow more, missing merch And drive the rental car past another mega church And juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone One big law and order marathon